0: Welcome to the First United Methodist Church. We hope our sermon broadcast will bless you. Our
1: reading this morning comes from the book of Luke, chapter 2, 22 through 40. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. The inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us be in a spirit of prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I've been doing a sermon series throughout Advent, which we technically are no longer in, because Christmas has happened. So now we're into the season of what we used to call Christmastide. We now just call it the season after Christmas. Why get fancy? Anyway, there are two Sundays left to this series, this Sunday and next Sunday. Each of the Sundays, we dealt with not just the characters of Christmas, But what those characters represented in the people of Israel, in our own lives, our own hopes and dreams, we started out with the angels, God's messengers, Gabriel who brought word to Mary that she was about to conceive and bear a son, which reminds us that God does speak to us in unique and powerful ways that there is that connection. And then we talked about the shepherds, and we were reminded that God speaks to us, but to all of us, the most humble birth and of the most noble God includes everyone, a message we are warned to cherish in this time, that our God is the God to all peoples, regardless of what we might think of them. Then we talked about Mary, the loving mother, the one who stood by the Christ throughout his entire ministry, up to and including experiencing what no parent wishes to experience, witnessing her own child's death. And then we talked about Joseph, a gentle, gracious man who taught Jesus what it meant to be the same. Each one of these characters, as we've talked about them, bring out an added dimension of the Christ and of ourselves. Christmas Eve, we spoke about the child himself. How he was the incarnate God, made in the image of God, but more made with God's own being, demonstrating to us that who God is and who we are and were created to be are not elements that are incompatible but are reflective of each other so what do we have left we've talked about the child we've talked about how Christ has come into this world to bring the very essence of God in our midst But that's not the end of the story. Obviously, not because I got two more Sundays in this series. This week, we're talking about two people that are mentioned in one brief passage, mentioned only in Luke, and who aren't given a whole lot of background. Simeon and Anna. By every description and every account we can discover, Simeon was probably best represented by the word rabbi, teacher. Someone who spent his life sharing the word of God with the people of God, and one of the things he taught was that the Messiah would be coming so that the people might be saved from their sins, redeemed for God's purpose, and God blessed him for this work because he had been doing it for a very, very long time. God blessed him by sharing with him that before his eyes closed for the last time, he would see the Messiah. And then there was Anna. Anna was of the tribe of Asher. If you want to know the tribe of Asher, go back to Joseph and his brothers. One of them was Asher. Each of them became the leader of a tribe that took up residence in Israel. But she spent day and night at the temple, not so much divining prophecies, but teaching people about the prophecies that had been offered. teaching them what to expect when the Messiah comes. Now, whether or not Anna took note of this child that Simeon took into his arms and gave thanks to God for the power of his presence and the Spirit upon him, whether she also saw that spirit or whether she was just picking up on Simeon's cue, They'd obviously known each other for a long time. They both testified. They both testified as to the nature of this child even before he could say a word. Even before he could teach anyone anything. Even before he could even walk. They saw him for what he was, the realization of the hope they had been living in. That's what it means when it says that Simeon had experienced the consolation of the people of Israel. Consolation is translated the realization of hope. And that's a tough thing to wait for. Especially when you've been waiting for 84 years as Anna had. We don't know exactly how old Simeon was, but we're pretty sure he was up there too. That's a long time to hold on to hope. The problem with us at the moment is the fact that we live in a world of instant gratification. We have these hopes, these dreams, and we want them realized in the moment. And yet in this passage we are reminded that God's time it's not our time. And God always does things in God's own time. No matter how much we pray, no matter what we pray for, God brings things about when God is ready. Or more importantly, when God believes that we are ready. And as good as we are, I suggest that we are not always as ready for God to intervene as we believe. So, the lesson of Simeon and Anna is really twofold. The first, It's to dare to hope, dare to believe that God's word is true and that God will deliver. But the other, the other lesson's probably even more difficult to learn, that for God to deliver we have to be patient. We have to wait for God's time, just as they did, even if it takes year after year after year. But we, too, will encounter, will see the consolation The realization of our hopes, the salvation of our hearts, our lives, and most importantly, our souls. Because that is what God has promised. That is what God will make real, even if it takes a little bit of time.